to manners. It scared me. I don't know why it scared me so much. It's uh, the best way to start a podcast, just with, with a nice, good. Because I got, laugh. I was like deadly quiet, and you're like, "Welcome to Manners and Madness." You jumped. That was hilarious. Okay. Welcome to Manners and Madness, <laughs> a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today is our part two deep dive into persuasion. Persuasion. Bum, ba, da, bum. <laughs> and we are joined again by our lovely guest, Andrew Piazzo. <laughs> hey. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being with us. Well, we already did our first impression, so... Let's just go into notes. I Let's feel do like, it. yeah, we're just already steamrolling ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our final thoughts at the end. So yes. <clears throat> okay. So ITV, they um, when they announced they were doing it, they promised the cream of British acting talent when they cast the adaptations, and um, Sally Hawkins, of course, of course, one of the cream, <laughs> part of the cream. <laughs> Interesting uh, description. <laughs> <laughs> We're always so much more laughy on the second. <laughs> yes. Um, she was hesitant to accept at first because um, even though she had read and really liked Austin in school, she was a bit dismissive of her. And she right. later said she became ashamed of that dismissiveness after rereading all of Austin and her letters and biographies. And she came to view the character of Anne as a view of Jane Austen herself. Hmm. Explaining, Jane was an incredible woman. She was only in her 40s when she died. I became convinced that persuasion was about her own love life. Anne Elliot took the wrong advice and left the man who turned her out, who turned out to be the love of her life. This is the type of woman you'd like to be. Reserved, refined, funny. I totally fell in love with her. Mm. Aw. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. Wholesome. Yeah, you really want the people making the thing you love to love that thing, too. Exactly. <laughs> Um, this was Rupert Penry Jones's first lead in a costume drama. And he said in modern drama, everything is so overt and in period drama, it's all held in and you have to find ways to show the feelings straining beneath the surface. Mm. Yeah. That's what British actors are really good at. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to say American ones aren't, but, um, they're awful. <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, he also said that he enjoyed playing Wentworth because beyond his social grace and charm, there's a bitterness and sadness because the love of his life and Elliot rejected him. So he's really got complex feelings. He's messed up too. Any actor loves to play a good, complicated character. <laughs> <laughs> um, it did get some nominations. It was nominated for the best drama at the 2007 Pre-Italia um hawkins won best actress at the royal television society awards and the monte carlo television festival wow. okay julia davis alice krieg anthony head and rupert penry jones all got acting nominations as well um and i don't know which but you know different festivals and stuff <laughs> award shows right director adrian shergold was nominated for british academy television craft awards um and kevin horsewood won for Best Visual Effects um, Picture Enhancement Award at the RTS Craft Design Awards. Huh. So I guess giving it that blue overcast look. 
<laughs> I guess some people liked it. Well, you know, as a photographer, you can kind of, the two main colors that you can tint or, you know, change the white balance to make are either yellow or blues. Mm. And um, Mansfield Park was all in the yellow. Right. And this one's all in the blue. Although, I would kind of like to see a reversed. I'd mm-hmm. like to see, like, a, a more happy version of Persuasion. It may be a little more of a downer version of Mansfield Park. <laughs> 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 that one was a little too light for Mansfield Park. Um, it does have an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, though, so that's pretty oh, good. good. Yeah. Um, and then I also wrote down some of the old other adaptations that we're going to try to look at. Well, okay. the ones that we can. Um, in 1960, there was a BBC miniseries, but I've never seen that one. Um, 1971, there's an ITV miniseries, which I particularly like. Um, it's, you know, kind of an older, <laughs> more boring adaptation, but I really love the portrayal of <laughs> Anne Elliot in that one. Um, and in 1995, there's a made-for-TV film released in the U.S. in theaters. <laughs> We've talked about it several times because it's so confusing to me as to how it was released, but once we get to it, I'm sure I'll understand. Um, yeah, that one's really good. Um, my cousin who wrote in, she loves Persuasion the best, and I once asked her what yeah. her favorite Persuasion adaptation, and she said the 1995 movie was her favorite. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Um, there have been five plays and musicals since 2010. Um, there's a BBC radio full cast adaptation and another Amish retelling <laughs> called <laughs> Second Chances. Hey, hey, okay. hey. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and so, I mean, there's not a lot of notes for any of these TV movies so far, but actually this one had its own uh, Wikipedia page, and I was quite delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Makes things a little easier. Okay, well, I guess it's time to start the second half of our recap. Woo! Bring it. Unless there's anything else. Nope. <laughs> Just checking. All right. So a very dramatic opening on the second half. Very dramatic. I thought about doing this one as to end, but I thought, oh, we don't need a cliffhanger for the podcast. No. <laughs> I don't think this one needs a cliffhanger. No. At least this movie. Although, so, I mean, if... No, never mind. Oh. <laughs> okay. So they're out walking on uh, the wet parapets again. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they're all out. Louisa <laughs> is um, insisting that Captain Wentworth catch her. So she jumps off like a couple steps like the second into step. his arms. And by this point, if I were Wentworth, I'd be like, Louisa, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. But no. Um, and then she's like, no, I want to go higher. And she <laughs> runs up the steps and jumps off with Neri and look down to see who is below her. She like sails over their heads. Yeah. yeah. And crashes headfirst into the ground. <laughs> I, this, um, nominate this film for a comedy award just for this scene i thought it was the funniest thing how did she clear all of them <laughs> yeah from know. the top set because they weren't like right she under wasn't the steps. like jumping into his arms i mean she could have at least jumped on someone <laughs> it's like it's like she's took a running start and then jumped clear over them and then somehow flipped her body backwards to hit the back <laughs> of her head without any consideration of what she no. was doing she wasn't even jumping towards 
She's like, I'm going to jump in the ocean. Anybody. Yeah. Like, she's, she's just jumping just to jump. Oh, my God. I uh, this um, We'll talk about our favorite scenes later, but I think this is my favorite scene. Because oh, we didn't do favorite scenes. That's what we were supposed to do at the beginning. Oh, well, then we could do it on this episode. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, but <laughs> in this will play life. into my favorite scene later because <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> it was and ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ridiculous just because Louisa is ridiculous for doing it. But, um, yeah, this one was particularly like, what on earth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> okay, so, but anyway, Anne takes immediate charge. She sends Benick off to the surgeon. She commands Frederick to press firmly against the wound. And that's when I was like, when did she go through medical training? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's when I developed my theory as to how she got all this. Mm. And then we see Louisa in bed and she looks horrible. Her eyes are like half open and she yeah. just looks um, like she might have brain damage. But um, Anne is tending to her. Frederick wants to go to the Musgroves to tell them and to take all the unnecessary people home <laughs> because now they're all like in his friend's house. He was like, right. I just brought them for a little while. I didn't mean to have them all stay here while she was sick the whole time. Um, and um, he says he wants Anne to stay because she's actually the most capable. And that's the first time he's said anything nice about her. Yeah. I think I was like, wait, hold on. Wait, did you just give her a compliment? Yeah. What is happening? Ears perked up like a dog. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> Um, yeah, but as soon as Mary cottons on to what's happening, she starts to get hysterical. Ugh. And Anne's like, forget it, I'll go. Deja vu. <laughs> Basically, Mary was like, am I not enough? She's like, no um, help I could do is worth listening to my sister complain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you made the better choice. Yeah. At least she got to ride in the carriage all the way back with him although it's yeah, that, the most I'm sure. awkward carriage ride i was about to say it was dead quiet just four hours of silence yeah awkward. while henrietta is sleeping on his shoulder and he's staring out the window and Anna's just like mom what is my life how did i get here <laughs> how did we get here <laughs> yeah so um they get back to the musgrove house and wentworth goes ahead to tell louise's parents after asking Anne for her advice Oh my God. Not mm. only did he say something nice to me, he now is directly asking me for advice. Like he's talking to me and asking me for advice. Um, <laughs> you could see her light up. Like, <gasps> yeah. Yes. It's the first time he's willingly talked to her. Actually, I don't even know. I might've missed it, but when they first get to Lyme, they go to the beach mm -hmm. and he like stands next to her. Like he's going to say something for a second, but then immediately Harvo comes walks and away. walks away. Um, yeah, so he goes up to tell them, and they scream at the news. <laughs> yeah, um, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it just shrieks. Henrietta runs inside. Um, Anne asks Wentworth to have words sent to her in Bath about Louisa, because, you know, I'm no longer needed here, and I can't really just live in my sister's house with no one here. A man does have to own me at all times. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ridiculous. So she has to go back to the one who currently owns her, her father, Yuck. and Bath. Um, you know, she doesn't want to. If I were her, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to watch the children. Don't yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she probably actually at this point thinks I might never see him again. You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. go to Bath. He's going to go back yep. to Lyme and marry Louisa or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's probably a bittersweet 
Like, he's finally nice to me right as I'm leaving. Of course, always the way with the world. <laughs> um, so she goes to Bath. And when she gets there, she overhears Elizabeth telling Penelope how much more important Penelope is to her than Anne. <laughs> She's yeah, to that's me. all you can just uh, hate Elizabeth I, so much. She's a real piece of work. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like so funny how um, they like portrayed her because she looks nothing like Mary or Anne. Like she almost has this like Marie Antoinette kind of look to her. Yeah, yeah. which is like wasn't like the thing about Marie Antoinette is that she was very lavish and she lived like way beyond her means and. Well, she was a queen of France. Well, yeah, but like, but obviously they got beheaded because of how terrible they were to the poor people. And she does not seem very friendly to the poor people. So. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, well, I mean, once we see their, um, the place that they're living, it's mm-hmm. like so, I mean, horribly decorated. It's like so opulent, but it's also offensive. Like every yeah. piece of um, decoration in their house is like some other culturally appropriated yes. oh, yeah. offensive thing. Yeah, but I thought it was, like, the Which hair. I think it's trying to, like, make a real point. <laughs> yeah, how terrible they are. Yeah. I thought, like, the hair was very, like, because it was, like, the same style that, like, stacked, curly, mm-hmm. and then she, I feel like her face had, like, white powder makeup on it almost. Yeah, she did it look was, like she had makeup, I think. It was, like, really interesting Which how they. rare in a Jane Austen. How they did her up like that. It just felt like there was some sort of parallel. Yeah. Mm. She's got a real daddy complex. <laughs> Something. Um, <laughs> um, so, okay. Sir Walter and Elizabeth, they're, they, they're talking about how much better they are than everyone else. That's all they care about. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, they're back to being friends with their old nemesis, Mr. Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth obviously wants to jump his bones. Um, <laughs> of course. She's rich. <laughs> yes. She says, his wife is dead. Quite dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's super rich because his dead wife had a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a theory about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, almost as an afterthought, Sir Walter asks about Mary and, Anne actually walks up to him and smiles like, Oh, you actually thought about someone besides yourself for a second. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, <laughs> but just then knock, 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 knock. Who's There's there? a special knock at the door <laughs> and Elizabeth smiles cause she knows it's Mr. Elliot's knock. <laughs> that was <laughs> so ridiculous. She's like, oh, I know what that is. I know. Do you I, know. Know? I know Mr. Elliot's knock. <laughs> That's definitely how I can feel it. <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> um, as soon as um, he sees Anne, though, he recognizes her. And he's quite gracious to her, more gracious mm-hmm. than anyone else. Um, Suspiciously it, gracious. He's one of the first mm-hmm. people to even really notice her. That's true, but we know why. <laughs> yeah, well. I want to see what you think is happening <laughs> because they are so hard to, uh, I mean, they don't really explain it very well. I don't think. No. Like, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Once Miss Smith tells us the whole story at the very, very end. <laughs> Harriet. Another Harriet saves the day. Oh, is she Harriet? Yeah, she's Harriet Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Someday we'll have to, I think there are like papers written about like the comparison of the names. Say Harriet must have been a, Good name to Jane because yeah. I feel like all the good characters are named Harriet. <laughs> oh, maybe I love Harriet. <laughs> I love them all. From the first one. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I trust this Miss Smith completely, but I like her. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so so then we go back to Lyme, and Harville is informing Wentworth that everyone pretty much thinks he's going to marry Louisa, 
and <laughs> Wentworth is a guest. It's like, what do you duh, mean? dude, you've been flirting with her for months. You've been catching her. <laughs> Except I know that you one were time. only doing it to get Anne, but still. <laughs> this is all news to him. This is all fresh, like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh... It's like, how oblivious could you be? <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's like, well, maybe I should go visit my brother and, like, not be around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just going to peace out. Which yeah. is, like, so weird that you can't just be like, sorry, no. Because, well, like, he would have to propose to her and he could just be like, yeah, yeah he well, was... he wouldn't have to. We know there's plenty of men in Jane Austen who are like, I'll flirt with whoever I want, and I'll marry whoever I want. I don't care what the world thinks, but, you know, yeah, he's trying he to was... be a good guy. I'm, he's well, different. I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is, like, she doesn't have to. It's not like she can propose to him. Oh, yeah, true. She, he can, mm. He's the one who has to. So, like, if he doesn't want to marry her, he oh, just exactly. doesn't yeah. have to propose, yeah. and he can stop talking to her. <laughs> but he seems like he, like, he even, like, flip-flopped while they were having that conversation because he was like, oh, well, then I have to, like... Uh, I have to propose and, you know, I've, I have to follow through with it. But then, like, he quickly was like, mm, I yeah. have to go see my brother. Harpa looked really <laughs> yeah. disappointed in him in this whole scene. I'm like, are you disappointed in him for leading Louisa on? Are you disappointed in him for not going after Anne, who you know he likes? So The second. Yeah. yeah. He knows. Yeah. yeah, because that scene I forgot to mention in the first half where um, they're all on the beach when Harville comes up and she he introduces oh and this is Anne Elliot he's like or and this is Miss Elliot he's like Anne Elliot I think of you <laughs> I, think I know that name <laughs> I mean that might have been why he was so oblivious though you know uh, maybe he was so caught up in his own head with of Anne of course you know that's because he's yeah. doing all this just to show Anne I don't need you yeah I, I can do bad all by myself yeah I can not catch this woman falling from the top of the stairs yeah I can <laughs> confuse presumably 17 year old girls <laughs> yuck um okay where am I oh I was just uh writing I just wrote that yeah Harville I can't really quite tell what he's thinking um Okay, so Anne informs Lady Russell that Wentworth and Louisa are a thing, and <laughs> Lady Russell's concerned about her, and, you know, that's about all there is to that scene. Um, then they go walking indoors in Bath, which I think is our first <laughs> indoor walking scene in Bath. Gosh. But when that we get to Northanger Abbey, favorite. there are several. There are several. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always think the most, like, I guess, quote-unquote, like, infamous walking scene to me is Pride and Prejudice, with um, Caroline Bingley and Elizabeth oh, Bennet. Yes, yes. But it's just like them two and then Mr. Darcy and uh, Mr. Bingley. Yeah. I guess. Like... It's just the four of them, really. Yeah. And this one is like, oh, it's everyone who's there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bath is kind of like a spa town almost. It's like right. a health com- town, but it's of the also, Roman baths. yeah, where people, well, so they'll come for like a season. So right. this is like where all the rich people come to like walk around and meet who all's in town right now and show off. Yeah, I guess it's, maybe it's rainy a lot, so they have to have indoor <laughs> walking areas. It's just so funny, and it makes such a cool, interesting, like, picture to see all these people walking in circles and together. Yeah. It seems somewhat appropriate, though. Like, it, it the yeah. scene yeah, seemed appropriate. Just walking in circles. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed talking like, what else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Lady Russell and Anne are kind of trying to work out why Mr. Elliot is suddenly poking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Russell doesn't really seem suspicious, but Anne kind of gets his number right from the beginning. She's like, yeah, yeah, he's pretty much probably trying to stop my father from remarrying and getting a male heir. I mean, why else would he be here? Exactly. <laughs> um, 
And then Mr. Elliot comes up to Anne and bows graciously. <laughs> um, Lady Russell goes off and he's talking about how Providence has thrown us together. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but except for you, you're in a room specifically designed for people to meet Walk each other around. while they're walking right. around. <laughs> so it's not very providential. Um, <laughs> and they're talking about the Dowager Viscountess Dalrymple and her daughter, the Honorable <laughs> Miss Carteret. Carteret? Gosh. Um, Dalrymple. Yes, <laughs> it's such a name. They've arrived and um, they have all of Sir Walter's attention. She's like, yeah, my dad was talking about them all morning. So <laughs> I wasn't really listening, but <laughs> she, she's not impressed with them at all. And um, she says she likes clever, well-informed people who have a great deal of conversation. And he's like, that's not good company. That's the best company. <laughs> and she was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> He says, good company only requires birth, manners, and education. And in regards to education, it's not very particular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how boring it must be to be an aristocrat in those days. <laughs> um, yeah, he makes it quite clear that he does not want Mrs. Clay around Sir Walter. Um, and then he kisses her hand, and Elizabeth has a mini stroke. <laughs> <laughs> So she throws like a temper tantrum in like the next scene. Yeah. It's like, girl, come on. Like down. the whole assembly just kind of comes yeah. to a halt. They're like, what? Mr. Elliot is kissing Anne Elliot's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. A marriage. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the next scene, she's quite rude to Anne while informing her that she has a letter. Um, you might just be able to read it before he gets here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, girl, calm down. <laughs> But, There's a reason you're still single. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. She's so mean. Also probably because she thinks she's better than everybody else. So yeah. probably mm-hmm. no one was worthy of her in her eyes. No. Um, the letter is from Charles and it's saying, you know, Louisa's getting better and she's getting married and Anne has a breakdown. <gasps> and again, we see her weeping. <laughs> Into her diary. <laughs> yes. As she reads it. Um, I'm sure she stares at us at that point, but I didn't write it down. Um, no, there's a point where she stopped staring at us, and I didn't ah. know what the point of that was, or if it was just, like, them being like, let's not do this anymore. Yeah, but she comes hmm. back to staring at us near Does the she? end, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, let me, well, we'll see if I have it in my notes anywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, I've watched it five times, but I can't remember every detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I did write that she was weeping as she read the letter. Um, so, clearly... We need more specifics, people. Can't trust <laughs> men to write letters because they're they're just like, Louise is getting married. But we're not going to mention the important point is that it's Binnick, who no one suspected. <laughs> to who, when, why. Exactly. So um, Sir Walter wants Anne to go visit Lady Dalrymple with them, but she already has plans to go see her old poor friend, and he um, throws a tantrum. <laughs> That's a really good scene, actually. Um like he like really lays into her and she's like i don't give a crap what you say i'm going to visit my friend (laughs) goodbye (laughs) (laughs) so it's really good for both of them i think i loved her for that scene (laughs) yeah (laughs) she visits mrs smith harriet i wrote yes harriet smith we know (laughs) (laughs) yes queen um she knows all the gossip in town um, including that she should be out visiting her rich relations right now instead of visiting her. Yeah. 
Um, but we don't really get much with her, just like that one little scene. And then she comes mm-hmm. back at the very end. And then her maid knows that. Is it Mrs. Rook? Yeah, Mrs. Rook. She knows everything. I know. And she's in all the gossip. I know. Someday I'm going to do a deep dive on Mrs. Rook when we have like a really good version yeah. of her. Yeah. I was like, I wish she had more with her. Cause Maybe like, in the miniseries. She seems so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, then a scene you particularly liked because this is your favorite location. Love it. Um, <laughs> Harry and Frederick are having a very wet walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. A We're very wet walk. Soaked. And I was like, I can't imagine. I mean, honestly, dangerous. the best area to go for a walk at the best time. <laughs> Bar none. Don't, don't see how comfortable it could be in 19th century clothing to get soaking wet. <laughs> All I kept thinking was, there's no shower to rinse this salty water from your body. <laughs> no, you deal with it. So you're going to be just feeling sticky and gross for like the next week. <laughs> I would say they kind of feel that way all the time, though. Okay, no, yeah. but salt water has a particular, like, you get spray the salt water, it. it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're both probably used to it, so. I said they you... aren't they? Oh, they're they naval. Are. They are. Yeah. Naval, man. Yeah. But so I was thinking might... more for the ladies. Yeah. That might be, oh, uh, uh, well, the ladies just jump off at the top of the stairs, so. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, she uh, probably doesn't care if she's sticky or not at that point. No, <laughs> but it's probably more of like a like a therapeutic thing for them. The seawater, yeah, they go home. Well, I was watching. I started watching Sanditon last night. Um, the new miniseries. I'm so excited to Ooh, talk wait. about someday. Um, and it takes place in a seaside town, and uh, the main character was swimming, and I was like, "You're going for an early swim? Are you gonna what?" Are you, what are you going to do with your hair the rest of the day? <laughs> <laughs> she gets beach curls. I guess. <laughs> okay. Was there anything else you wanted to say about that location? Besides I just, I just love, love that it? location. Like, I wish the whole movie took place on the seawall. Um, <laughs> with, with that dark, gloomy atmosphere and just, yeah, everybody's soaking wet by the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah Would have been perfect. Yeah. But it's um a good, it's actually um, a cathartic conversation. So maybe the all the waves and stuff are great because um, Frederick is... Like, yeah, I realize I'm an idiot. I've been in love with Anne this whole time, and I was too stupid, and now I probably ruined it again. And um, Harry relieves him by telling him that you don't have to worry about Louisa, at least, because she's getting married to Benick. <laughs> and um, then he's like, well, I'm getting ready to go to Bath. Wink, wink. Come with me. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he's there>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back in Bath. Lady Russell tells Anne that Mr. Elliot was talking her up big time at dinner last night. Mm-hmm. And Anne seems shocked and a little flattered. And Lady Russell is just beaming. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a little more voiceover and some journaling to inform us that, you know, Anne is not totally against the idea of being mistress of Kellynch Hall again. You know, she wants to she wants to move back there. She loved that place. It's her home. Um, and she actually kind of likes Mr. Elliot, you know? He's been the only one to give her any sort of notice or recognition or to see that she's a person. <laughs> and yes, He's been very true. gracious to her. Mm. Um, Admiral and Mrs. Croft come to visit. So now everyone is in Bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, they tell Anne about Louisa's upcoming marriage. And Anne can barely get out that she's very happy for louisa <laughs> before they finally tell her that it's Benick that she's marrying and then Anne really can't barely speak <laughs> yeah Shocked and then they're like oh and by the way whitworth is here too and then her head explodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like wait what she's like wait too many things at once 
<laughs> so, um, so then Wentworth, we see him running through the rain. And he runs straight into this little vestibule where Anne is standing. So they become face to face. Now that's providential. <laughs> <laughs> and they stare awkwardly at each other for a while. They talk about this upcoming marriage and how astonishing it is. And they actually laugh with each other for a minute. And uh, they talk about... So they talk about stuff. They talk about Binnick's att- previous attachment. And um, honestly, I'm like, I don't feel like they even really know what each other is saying at this point because they're both like all they can really think about is how close they are and how much <laughs> they just want to touch each other <laughs> yes just like chanting kids kids yeah. so they're they're talking about Binnick, but i don't really think either of them are really taking in what's happening except for you're right there oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then Mr. Elliot has to come break up the party. Gross. <laughs> Hate him. He bows to Wentworth, and it's almost like, um, two alpha dogs sizing each other up. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't say a word, they just bow to each other and, yeah, like, it was a very awkward, stare uh, at each other very intensely. Yeah. It's like a wolf and a coyote. We know who's the coyote. <laughs> well, that would be, that would be Elliot. No, Elliot would be the... Uh, I don't know. There's just something off about him that just makes any scene yeah. that he's in just make me want to squint my eyes and be like, are you really? Yeah. What are you doing there, buddy? Yeah. Poisonous. I did my deep dive on him, so we can Ooh. get into him. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, yeah, let's go. And Anne's like, I can't leave yet. So she has to be like, well, there's this concert tonight. I'm going to be there. Um, you, I know you like music, so <laughs> just so you know. And uh, <laughs> then we're at the concert. And... Um, at this concert, I have to say, the real star of the evening is the hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. all crazy high and turned the into s- these bows. <laughs> the stacks of hair. I think, was it this scene that I was like, that I I mentioned about the hair oh, yes. in this movie? Yeah. I mean. Because it's crazy. <laughs> without a doubt. Uh, no curl out of the whole movie was ever dull or flat or strands of hair missing like the hair was impeccable yeah of course i feel like the only time i've ever seen just insanity in the wardrobe department and any jane austen adaptation it's always when they're in bath (laughs) yeah i feel like bath must have been a crazy place i feel like bath is like the hamptons <laughs> I don't know anything about Hamptons. Well, like Hamptons are like rich people. Like it's all multi-million dollar. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Homes and it's like you know relaxation because they're getting away from the city. Yeah, I mean I'm sure there. Well, there's probably other um, spa towns for like you know that's not as upscale as Bath. Oh yeah. But I do think Bath might have had a little bit of all sorts. Like you didn't have to be super rich to like. There are different to sections. Rub elbows with yeah. the rich people there. So maybe that's why there was so much outlandishness, because like people who were like on the lower end would just dress up even more spectacularly. Mm, right. Who knows? Yeah, but the hair is crazy. <laughs> um, Sir Walter is walking around judging everyone's appearances while looking at himself with a tiny pocket mirror. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so Wentworth comes in, and Anne rushes over to him. Just make sure that he knows that she's happy to see him. <laughs> I'm here. I see you, and I'm glad you're here. I just want you to know that. Because <laughs> she's like, this is my one shot, you know. I thought right. it was over, and now you're here, so there might be a chance. So I'm not going to let it slip through my fingers. Um, well, you know, as best she can. <laughs> I mean, she could have done better, but she had... Well, there were certain restraints on yeah. a proper woman. 
True. That sounds like a weird phrase. Papa woman. <laughs> Papa. Um, so um, he seems very reserved, but he's probably just super uncomfortable with all the richy riches around. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as he seems like he really wants to say something, Lady Dalrymple shows up to <laughs> spoil the fun. <laughs> that name. I was expecting someone, um, and I don't remember her name. This is why I think Jane Austen should be read aloud. Because yeah. the name's like Lady Dalrymple. Lady Dalrymple. <laughs> Yuck. But I expected her to be like, um, what was her name? Hold on, let me get that up. Uh, like Judy Dench's character. Oh, in um, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Lady. Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Yes, I expected her to be like super opulent and like super scary looking, and she just looked like a plain old woman. Yeah, but she had the bow in her hair. <laughs> yeah, she or had the bow. a hair bow. I mean, she bow, looked rich. Hair. She looked rich, but like she didn't look like. Yeah. Like. You know, frighteningly <laughs> rich. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially when someone is built up so much and has such a crazy name, you're like, yes. what am I going to expect? And you're like, oh, you're just another Same. rich person. That okay. Looks like, looks like <laughs> a dollar full to like, me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so Anne is bustled away and Wentworth is, seems unsure of himself. And they all gather to watch the music. Elizabeth is like leaning forward to try to catch Mr. Elliot's eye and fails. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is whispering about Anne and Mr. Elliot. And are they going to get engaged? What's happening? <laughs> the whole audience is like whisper, whisper, whisper. They're in the front row. And Wentworth is hearing everyone whispering about this and can't take it anymore. And so storms out right as the concert is start- starting. And Anne sees him and flees after him. And yeah. it seems very shocking. She just runs <laughs> like she, their front row. Yeah. So she like, <laughs> jumps up and runs out of there yeah. without her shawl. I know. Uh, she stops the captain at the door. Are you going? <laughs> <laughs> That's all she could say. And then, of course, Mr. Elliot shows up to spoil a fight yet again. <laughs> and uh, Captain Whitworth says, There's nothing here worth staying for. <gasps> Rude. <laughs> Rudy Patootie. Jab in the heart. I mean, he's right. I mean, you know? everyone's feelings are so oh, like, on edge. They're just raw. <laughs> everything is just too dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Elliot knows what's up. <laughs> and he takes the opportunity to propose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever. And he I said. Mean, that's uh, the perfect time to do it. When she's when, upset. Yeah. When, when, so, when the one you liked is just blatantly rude and shut a door in your face. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, I think you're great. Will you marry me? <laughs> and he says, I hope the name of Aunt Elliot may never change. Yeah. It's like, that's a weird way to put that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, don't give me your answer. I don't want to know. Just tell me tomorrow night. <laughs> okay. She's like, buddy. it's still going to be no. But okay. I can wait. Exactly. So, um, back at home, Anne gets a letter from Wentworth. Oh my god. Um, could it be? He says he is leaving town. No. But he has an urgent commission for her. And she, he's like, I'll be there at 11. And she looks and it's 11. And she's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And she's like, gotta run upstairs. She starts to run upstairs and then there's a knock at the door. And she's like, oh shit. And, um, but it's not even him. It's, um, Mary and Lady Russell. And uh, <laughs> she was like, ugh. <laughs> Or no, 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 it's um, Mary and Charles. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they come in, and she's like, oh, um, and then he comes in. And <laughs> <laughs> she's like, damn it. Yeah, and everyone is trying to introduce him to the family who he kind of already knows from, like, the past. Mm-hmm. And Anne's like, um, 
I'm just going to stop you all right here. <laughs> wait, wait, Frederick, Follow come me. with me. <laughs> and need... that just like shuts everybody up. Yep. Everybody's just like, mm, yeah, all right. <laughs> she okay. knows how to deal with it. <laughs> She's put up with it for a long time. <laughs> so she cannot, I cannot wait any longer. <laughs> the best method is just say, oh, by the way, this is happening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he is there to tell her that... Um, They've all been informed that she's going to get married to Mr. Elliot. And um, his sister and brother-in-law want her to know that when that happens, they'll happily move out of the house and let her take it over. And um, Mm. she's like, I, okay, well, thank you for the offer, but I have to tell you, they are utterly misinformed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she put an extra emphasis on utterly. It was like... Utterly. Yes. Misinformed. And he's like, utterly? And she's like, utterly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the word lost all meaning. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's shocked. And she um, wants to know where on earth did they get that idea? But I mean, she's clearly not up on the gossip because the whole place was talking mm-hmm. about it. And who spread that gossip? <laughs> you think we know. Mrs. Rook. <laughs> I was no, thinking Mr. more. Elliot. Mr. Elliot. Yeah. Mr. Rook probably heard it and was like, oh, by the way. Yeah, she's the one who spread it all the way around town. <laughs> um, yep, yep. Okay, so, but they're interrupted by, this time, Mary and Lady Russell walk in. Mm-hmm. And he just leaves. <laughs> He's like, I gotta go. And Anne is like, um, sorry. And she starts to wade through a sea of musgroves. <laughs> and tries to run out after him. But he's already gone. And so she starts the world's most epic run. But before she can really get into it, she gets stopped by Miss Mrs. Smith, who is here to wrap up a huge portion of the story in like a few sentences while they're running down the street. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of seemed like an afterthought. She was like, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I know I'm too sick to leave my house, but let's let's do a run and talk. Let's just run to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so she has to tell and basically how horrible Mr. Elliot is and so she won't marry him because she hurt, of course. Um, not that she was going to, but... Um, so he only came to stop Sir Walter from getting married again. We all knew that. Um, so, But to that end, he's been courting Mrs. Clay this whole time and he promised to set her up as his mistress bah. once he got married to Anne. But supposedly he does really like Anne. <laughs> Maybe. She's like, but he does like you a lot. Yeah. So, um, you know, does he, does he not? We'll get into it in the deep dive. <laughs> in this version, I kind of think he does kind of like her. Because there's really no reason for I'm him sure. to go after her above Elizabeth. Yeah. When everybody would be, like, super happy for him to go after yeah. Elizabeth. Good I'm point. sure he likes her. It's more so that he is, like, you know, like, she's okay. Yeah. I think he's like, you know, she's not awful. She's, like, nice to be around. So, she's good. He's yeah. like, but I want someone exciting as my mistress. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah, we'll definitely get into some of his motivations mm. in the deep dive. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they're really explored in this movie. But I don't know. Mr. Elton, Mr. Elliot, oh, little L. Did he have the longest hair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, but this is the exception. Um, I feel like, um, also during this part, maybe it's just me, but I feel like Mrs. Smith is kind of implying that he's just like, Mr. Elliot would do anything to keep Sir Walter from marrying again. And I'm like, would he kill him? Is that what you're implying? So I don't know if 
that's what she's trying to apply. Mm, but I don't know. Hmm. and then Anne starts her marathon across town. <laughs> her five k. Yes. She's running through the streets of Bath looking for Captain Wentworth. First, she runs into Harville, who has a letter for her from Captain Wentworth. And um, she kind of reads it for like a second, but then starts running again, and we hear it over her running. It's a letter from Wentworth, and he's saying that she pierced his soul, that he's half in agony, half hope. He swears he wasn't (laughs) inconstant, and he's only ever loved her. And I'm wondering, how is she so far behind him? <laughs> That's what I he was had time wondering. to go home and write this freaking letter, and she still has to run the entire length of the city to catch up with him and back. <laughs> must have just burnt it home. Yes. Yeah. So she must have run. She goes all the way to, like, the, uh, where the Musgrove or who are, is it the Musgroves? Is it Crofts? Oh, the Crofts. Yeah. yeah, she runs all the way to, like, the bathhouses where the Crofts are. And they're like, oh, he just left. And then she runs all the way back. And yeah. she gets all the way back to where she first started before she runs into him. But run into him, she does. Yes. <laughs> Straight into him. <laughs> and Charles is there. Awkward, Charles. And they both pretty much ignore him until he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he actually fades out. We can't hear him anymore. And they like, both look like they're staring at each other. Although I guess it's conceivable that Wentworth is talking because his head is cut off. But... <laughs> just his shoulders are straight on towards her and then Anne tells Wentworth that she is and she has his proposal and she's of a mind to accept it and that she's determined and nothing will ever persuade her otherwise and they have the slowest most anticipatory kiss God, uh, in which her mouth is literally groping oh. for him and he refuses to give it <laughs> he's her. like no <laughs> this is for the eight years that you <laughs> caused me agony we're gonna wait eight minutes for this kiss yes. and honestly this super gossipy town must be a scandalized by a this. public kiss <laughs> not only a public kiss but a very steamy long steamy, lingering yes. unmarried drawn out <laughs> Yeah, there's probably a small crowd around them that they're just (laughs) unaware of. So then Anne is writing in her diary again, and she looks at us, and for once she doesn't burst into tears. She smiles. (laughs) (laughs) So then it's after the wedding. Frederick gives Anne a a little wedding present in the form of her home. (laughs) That was so sweet. Yeah, he basically, I guess, bought their, their house. Yeah. I didn't even know that was their house until I read about it in the notes. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize it was the same place. Yeah, it's yeah. her childhood home. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's why it was so sweet, because she was like, all I want to do is live there. Yeah. yeah. And he bought it for her. Yeah. I don't think that happens in the book, but but for <laughs> this movie, they did set it up, so it's like a perfect um, encapsulation. Um, so then, yeah. And then one more kiss. She's delighted, and now they're going to live happily ever after. Yay. Yay. We can assume. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we do our favorite scenes and then our final thoughts? Sure. Okay. So let's do our favorite scenes. All right. I'll go first since I already mentioned it. Um, it's definitely the scene at the seawall where Louisa jumps over, does the world's <laughs> largest long jump, Olympic-sized, and jumps clear over four people <laughs> and somehow lands on the back of her head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was intended to be this funny, but I found it hilarious. So yeah. that's why it's my favorite scene. Yeah, it was pretty... 
unintentionally hilarious yes. <laughs> right there in the middle of this super dramatic <laughs> version i'm pretty sure we had to pause it and i was like wait wait what just even what did i even just watch (laughs) because what was so funny was that that she did the like you know the little jump and they were just like all rolling their eyes like all right let's let's stop this and then she was like no higher and then like she ran up as fast as she could and they were the very top yeah and they were like in the middle of saying please don't do this and she just did it basically must have dove yes (laughs) like a swan dive off the top onto the back of her head don't look at don't look at the sea of people that you're jumping into make yeah. sure somebody's gonna catch you just you know just jump with wild abandon exactly. off the top of a fucking seawall yes. the second child to fall in this movie <laughs> that's true that's true onto the back of their head if wentworth had and not died. tried to um poke and so hard in that first dinner scene by saying i only like women who are super determined maybe louisa wouldn't have felt that she can do uh, whatever she wouldn't have good like point yeah so it is fun <laughs> what's your favorite scene andrew I'm also going to go with the seawall shocker scene. Um, not where she jumps, but the conversation that um, Harville and Wentworth have. Mm-hmm. Cause that, That's a good scene. That to me was the first time I saw um, Frederick being like open and honest like and like vulnerable. an actual person. Yeah. So it was like, it was refreshing to see because before that, all you ever saw in dinners and whatever was just him being a jerk. So, yeah. so him talking to his buddy on my favorite place, the seawall, the <laughs> then, you know, him being like having this revelation, it was, it was nice. It was nice to see. Um, yeah. But I mean, I also enjoyed uh, her jumping off the seawall. That was hysterical. Just... But yeah, the entertaining, that conversation just, that was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. I like that one. I feel like as we've gone through this, I've like picked out several that I thought were my favorite, but the one that just keeps popping into my head is the little scene between Anne and Mary when she's trying to convince her to go to Lyme with her. Oh yeah. There's just something about that scene that I feel like there's a lot going on under the surface of that scene. Mm -hmm. And Mm. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, really heartfelt emotions in it, like sisterly Mm -hmm. affection, even though it's so hard for them to get past their own personalities Yeah. to express Mm. it. I feel like, that scene also kind of like gives like us like an inside look into like growing up together. I bet you them two were always kind of like in yeah, pairs probably. because I can't imagine they got along with Elizabeth very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine she was a monster as a child. Yeah. I think they both got sent away to school for part of their um, childhood, but I'm not sure if it overlapped. I'm not sure what the difference in ages between yeah, the three sisters are. It seems like they have more of a history together. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. All right. Well, how about our Final thoughts. Or do you want to do the deep dive first? Uh, we can do the deep dive first. Okay, let's do the deep dive. All right. <laughs> the deep dive's on uh, Elliot? Yeah, this one is on William Elliot. Or Mr. William Elliot, because he's not a sir. <laughs> nope. Now, I chose him because I love Tobias Menzies. <laughs> he's really Frankly, good. I thought he was maybe one of the best... Yeah, and because there's just something about him where no matter what part he's playing, like, I've seen him play good guys, I've seen him play bad guys, but there's always just so much going on with him. Oh, yeah, a lot of complexity. Yeah. So he is um, a distant cousin of Sir Walter Elliot. He, oh, and the great-grandson of the second Sir Walter. So there's a lot of Sir Walters in this family. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, the heir presumptive of the baronet, bar, baronetcy... <laughs> 
a weird word. Baronet seat and the family seat of Kellynch Hall. Um, so in the past, Sir Walter had invited Mr. Elliot to Kellynch with open arms and basically tried to push him to marry Elizabeth. Um, okay. But he was aloof towards her and later married an heiress of inferior birth. So I think she just had a lot of money, but she was like... Not titled. Yeah, they got yeah. it from like, you know, trade or something. <laughs> right. Or who knows. Um, she died and left him with a fortune. Lucky him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's revealed by Mrs. Smith that he only married his first wife for her money and held the Elliots in contempt. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's fine that no one was talking during this time. Um, during this time, he was frequently with and confided in Mrs. Smith because her husband was his business partner. They did not explain that in this movie. Mm. Um, so Aunt, um, Mrs. Smith knew Anne from school. Right. And when he was talking about this family that he was going to inherit from, he and he didn't like them. She was like, yeah, but they have that one good daughter who's my <laughs> friend. And you should mm. like her because she's way better than the rest of them. Duh. So that's basically where he got Anne in his head to begin with. So Thanks when he first area. sees her at the beach, he's like, oh, I think I saw her portrait, her miniature or whatever. <laughs> you know? Or he probably already knew who was in town because that's just the type of person Mr. Elliot is. I feel like he's very mm-hmm. like... He knows everything that's going on. He's super calculated. Mm-hmm. Will Weasley. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, but basically he led um, Mrs. Smith's husband into debt and <gasps> that ultimately Ugh. contributed to his death. I don't know if Ugh. he killed himself, but they like went away dead and then he died. So I think it might've either been death by his own mm. hand or just death by Stress. Stress, yeah. Um, but then he refused to help out Mrs. Smith once he died. Rude. Yeah, he's really a scumbag. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's so mean to all the Harriets. I, I know, all the Smiths. Um, so after his wife died, he became focused on inheriting the baronetcy. Um, he obviously made nice with the Elliots. Uh, being wealthier than them now, he was the one who helped introduce them around Bath. And made them the cream of Bath society. So he told them where to stay. He stays in Marlborough buildings, which is extremely fashionable and luxurious. Of course. And um, he's very adaptable, which can sometimes cause him problems. Uh, For example, one warning sign to Anne is that he is super nice to Mrs. Clay in public, but um, in private, he's talking about how she's a social climber and he's really rude to her. So the, like, discrepancy Mm. in the way he acts to people and talks about them is what really started giving Anne alarm bells right at the beginning. Right. Um, so this also, this trait makes it hard for the reader to know his true motivations. Yeah. So does he really have an interest in Anne as an equal, or is he just trying to exert his influence on the Elliot family? Which we're See. still questioning ourselves. Yeah. I read something that said he doesn't seem as bad as, in some ways, as Wickham, you know, like seducing 15-year-olds. Or Willoughby, who just takes his pleasure with no thought of the consequences. Mm-hmm. But he is definitely more cold and calculating. Yeah. When he hears of Anne's engagement to Wentworth, it's said, though discomfited, discomfited, discomforted? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yeah. And disappointed, he could still do something for his own enjoyment. <laughs> and we can assume that setting up Miss Clay to be his mistress is for his own enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by doing this, he separates her from Sir Walter and can enjoy a relationship with her while still being free to marry someone else if he chooses. Um, Mrs. Clay, it is said, 
Affections had overpowered her interest, and she had sacrificed for the young man's sake the possibility of scheming longer for Sir Walter. So she probably actually had feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps she just thought that she had a better chance of becoming Lady of Kellynch Hall with Mr. Elliot than Sir Walter. Yeah. You know, even though you're his mistress, who's to say you can't, like, work your charms and be like, yeah, yeah one day we're going to get married. And probably she'd heard Sir Walter talk enough crap about all of the inferior people that she probably didn't have much hope of him wanting to be with her. <laughs> uh, or maybe she just was so annoyed by him after a while. Um, Which is probably the reality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so my personal supposition, you know how I told you there was a theory that Frank Churchill killed yes. his aunt? Well, I didn't find any particular theories about this, but my theory is that Mr. Elliot killed his wife. I had the same theory. And mm. I think he did it slowly and with poison poison yes (laughs) that was the way back then because he seems like i mean it's so calculating i feel like yeah i'm gonna feed slowly feed her poison so she becomes sick and no one ever suspects me and then i'll have all her money yeah and then i can marry someone else for the baronetcy yeah well he doesn't even have to marry anyone he just has to keep sir walter from having a son right basically Hmm. which he did have a son at some point but he died in in birth oh okay yeah i mean or so, as a baby. I'm not sure if it was So her. Anne's the oldest, right? No, Elizabeth's the oldest. Elizabeth's the oldest. Yeah. Oh, and she's not married? No. So when... It's so weird that she's, like, so, like... But she's fine with it. Yeah, she's not married yeah. and everyone's cool with that. But Anne, they're like, oh, mm. you know, poor girl. She'll never get married. <laughs> <laughs> Old maid. Yeah. But maybe it's just because Anne is so much quieter. Maybe she just comes across as older. Yeah. That's true. You know, I mean, Elizabeth seems like an idiot so it's hard to yeah. think of it <laughs> and also i think i think it was like the hair and the makeup kind of disguise yeah because she comes off as a lot younger i thought she was the youngest and that's why she was like always so rude to them hmm. see i don't think so i could be wrong but i think elizabeth's the oldest what well, sex yeah write us mm. in or we'll get to it someday i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I also found on that same Austin Variations site from The Last Deep Dive, uh-huh. uh, there is a, a story written by C. Allen Pearson, um, William Elliot Meets His Cousin Elizabeth. So that's a story about the first meeting of William and Elizabeth Elliot. So that's a fun little hmm. story. Yes, I see it's that. only like a couple pages, so look them up. Um, okay, so for signs. <laughs> It, this one was a hard one because I was like, I was trying to look up what's the most like cold calculating sign, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to find that. Um, but I did find an article called the most narcissistic astrology signs. Yes. So um, I picked two of those that I thought could describe him. So I was thinking maybe a Libra. Okay. Um, I've, I've known Libras. I've never thought of any of them as particularly cold and calculating, but maybe they are. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Okay, so they are deceptive and can use their charms to get what they want. Mm-hmm. They enjoy attention and expect special differential treatment. But that yeah. one was pretty low on the list of narcissistic signs. The one that was at the very top of the list, which is funny because we picked the sign for our last character, but not for these mm-hmm. same traits, is Taurus. Taurus. <laughs> Knew Interesting. it. Yeah. They believe they're better and deserve more than most people. What they do for their own gain is worth it because they're worth it. (laughs) That sounds very much like him. Lack of empathy and want their own way. Shallow, materialistic, and master manipulators. They can talk people into doing things they'd never normally do. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like everyone in this movie, except for like three or four people, was a Taurus then. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like everyone else is Except for, I feel like everyone else is vain, but they're not 
really as trying. Yeah, they're not. Maybe they're, they're Libras. Yeah, everyone else is a Libra. He's a Taurus. <laughs> Again, not to malign any of your astrology signs if you yes. are a Taurus or Libra. Every sign has good or bad Our qualities. Our last one was a Taurus too, and he was a Taurus because of all of his good qualities. So. Exactly. Okay. Uh, what about um, Harry Potter? Slytherin? Slytherin. <laughs> oh, Clearly. most definitely. <laughs> As Slytherin. a Slytherin, I would, I would welcome yeah. him too. He's like yeah. the evil Slytherin too. Yeah, he's definitely going to join Voldemort's team. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Okay, so final thoughts? Um, I enjoyed it. I, you know, it was a little hard to get into at the beginning because it was a little slow, but like once you started going and, you know, you kind of got used to the melodrama, Yeah. it was like not overbearing at all i yeah. liked it and sally hawkins was great um actually everyone was kind of great in this yeah I, I mean even the last mansfield park you know it had some of the same problems not really the exact same problems right. but i feel like the casting was really good the casting mm-hmm. was really good and i liked the scene work like a lot of scene locations in this one i felt like they kind of yeah. upped them up yeah. a little bit because an emma was a little boring yeah not as like grand and yeah, I Maybe. wonder if that one, because it was American, if it was harder to find good locations. Maybe. Because if you're in England filming, you probably can just uh, go to Bath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, also, I'm glad we finally got to see Bath, because we've heard so much tell of, I know. we're going to Bath, we're going to Bath, and now we're actually oh, there. I can't wait to get to Northanger Abbey, because the whole thing takes place in Bath. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bath a lot. <laughs> what are your final thoughts? I also thought it was very good. Um, I mean, I usually judge movies on them as a whole and this whole the whole movie it felt like they kept tightening a rope and tightening a rope and tightening a rope and then at the final scene when she's running all over town without she had two curls okay in her hair (laughs) side note the entire time and the whole time she's running all over town those curls didn't move once they look perfect not possible by the way i will tell you without hairspray which they did not have (laughs) (laughs) some sort of paste maybe (laughs) So, but I felt like, you know, up until that final scene, you were caught a lot in um, Aunt Ted. You were caught a lot in, uh, well, not so much in uh, Frederick's head, but he kind of just was there and like, you could tell because he's a fucking brick. So, you know, so, you know, I felt like you were following this uh, the entire time. And then when they finally get that scene at the end, like the rope just breaks and it's kind of like. Oh, okay. Finally. All right. So tension relief. Yeah. yeah. You know, Nothing so like a five K to like release some tension. <laughs> yeah. But it was told well, you know, like you wanted to hate some people and you wanted to feel bad for some people and you know, and then ultimately they brought it together in the end. You know, if people had just told other people what they were feeling, could we yes. have avoided all this drama? Yeah, but then you would lose you the wouldn't story. Have a story. Yeah, <laughs> you would lose the whole damn thing. My Jane Austen mantra. Yeah. Well, plus I don't think they knew what they were feeling. True. That's part That's of the true. problem. You can't really tell people how you feel if you're not really sure what you're Gotta doing. Gotta explore those feelings. Right. <laughs> so I guess for my final thoughts, um, yeah, I have a complicated love for, for this movie. It's you know. I think it's kind of melodramatic for my taste for persuasion. But, um, (laughs) yeah, actually talking about with you guys and seeing how it drew you guys in, I feel even more like, yeah, it's a a good adaptation, you know? Mm -hmm. It gets the story across. Persuasion is one of her shortest books, so you can actually fit it into an hour and a half. The um, really popular other movie version is also only an hour and a half. So um, you don't lose too much in um, a shorter adaptation. 
and I mean, I there's a lot obviously that's not in there, but um, yeah, and I I mean Sally Hawkins is great. I like it. I like the movie, and I mean for somebody who's totally brand new to Jane Austen, liking it, I mean that's got to it's got to hold some weight. Right? I, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it makes yes. me like it more. <laughs> I also really liked how easily this story can be transformed into like a queer narrative. Because of the, you know, forbidden love yeah. and then the um, black sheep yeah. kind of trope in yeah. mm-hmm. with society and family. It just yeah. feels very easily transformed. So I'm waiting for that queer adaptation. Yeah, please. get on it, people. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hopefully going to get Pride and Prejudice soon. <laughs> I need more. Yeah. Um, okay. Ready for recommendations? Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I go, you go first. Me? Uh, uh, I, oh lord, I'm not ready. I had it picked out. Where, where did my brain? Do you go? want me to go first? Uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. All right. My recommendation this week is going to be the movie Parasite. <gasps> I just saw it last night, and I obsessed with it. Cannot express how obsessed with this movie I am. I wanted to see it a second time right after it ended. <laughs> I'm going to be furious for the rest of my life that none of those actors were nominated for any globes or any oscars <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me but the movie was perfect from beginning to end seamlessly ran through multiple genres like did not feel like i was in a different movie until i was like oh wait this is way, like really different but like I in a good way to see that movie it's i've never seen anything like it before it's so good <laughs> so good i don't know if i'm gonna get a chance to see it in the theater so i really hope it comes out um to rent soon yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Okay, I remembered what mine was. Um, okay, well, first of all, I do want to say I watched the first two episodes of Sanditon. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And Yay! I can't wait to get oh, to it on wait. the podcast. I know Christian is going to love it. Um, again, wait. I don't know that we're going to get get to it for at least a few months because like, we're doing Northanger Abbey next. And that's going to take a while. Um, but maybe after that, I was thinking maybe we might do Clueless just for like a little yes. palate cleanser. <laughs> um, Cannot wait. But then maybe we'll do Sanditon. Just, I don't know. And I can't wait for the new animals to come out. But the, my recommendation for this week. <laughs> oh, can I also say, this has been driving me crazy. And uh, I know I don't need to say it. But <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> during Mansfield Park, I kept saying annotated, but I meant abridged. So I just want you to know I'm not an idiot. I know that I said it wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> But for this week, I'm going to recommend a book, and it's an older book. I mean, not super old, but it's from a while back, and I don't know why. It's always just stuck with me as a great book that I love to go back to, and it's not even fiction. It's um, it's kind of a nonfiction. It's a Bill Bryson book. Mm-hmm. It's called A Short History of Nearly Everything, oh. and it really is a short history of nearly <laughs> everything. I remember listening to the audiobook and just, like, walking all the neighborhoods around me because all I wanted to do was keep listening. So I just kept walking and um, yeah, it, that's a great book, a short history of nearly everything. I know Bill Bryson has a ton of books, but um, so you might one. overlook this one, but definitely give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. What's your recommendation? Uh, so I guess I'm going to do a band. Um, probably one of my favorite bands, uh, Revolution. If you have not listened to them, they are kind of in like the reggae ska 
you know, kind of white boy reggae. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, they've got a couple albums. Um, I've seen them live a couple times, but their whole feel is just good vibes, you know? So if you need some good vibes, yeah, just put on some Revolution, any album, any song. I mean, top I notch. I always need some good vibes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, we were just talking about how we need to make a Manners and Madness playlist for, like, Apple Music or Spotify so that we can put all of our recommended music and all of the, like, soundtracks that exist digitally (laughs) um, on it for for us to listen to and for you guys to listen to. So So keep an eye out for Spotify Apple Music. Yeah, I'm going to put Christian on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take care of it. Okay, and um, if you want to contact us. Our Gmail is mannersandmadness at gmail.com. Twitter is at Manners Madness. Instagram is at Manners Madness Pod. And our website is mannersandmadness.com. Yep. And you can leave us a voice message on there. Yeah. And please um, rate and review. Um, please. We would love for some of that. Please write us with any things or thoughts or corrections. Um, any, you know, fanfic or mashups that you guys have. And um, next week. I forgot to say next week last time, but I guess oh. it's pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> but this time, next week, we're doing we're the Twin Peaks pilot. Yay! I'm so excited. Did you hear my, my smile right now? <laughs> Cannot wait. Yeah, I'm so excited for that one. Okay. Well, um, come back and join us next week for Twin Peaks. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye.